Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we're grateful that you have decided to tune in and watch our show this week. It's our weekly program where we bring viewers information about Joseph Smith's polygamy and how his doctrine of polygamy for salvation has been lived out and continues to be lived out in contemporary polygamy groups. Before we get started, however, I want to make an important announcement. It's about the movie Prophet's Prey, which is going to soon be released in very theaters around the country. Now, Prophets Pray, uh, the book, was written by Sam Brower, and it was the inspiration for the film. It's the disturbing and shocking inside story of polygamist and cult leader Warren Jeffs and the FLDS polygamy group. Now, polygamy groups are all patriarchal, secret religions, but Warren Jeffs ruled the FLDS with an iron fist and depraved sexual exploitation. He brought child rape up to a new low and placed the blame on God. In a nutshell, the agenda of polygamy groups can be condensed into sex, power, and greed as they are constantly focused on growing their wealth and their harems. Prophet's Prey explores and reveals from behind the scenes the sordid story of Warren Jeffs. The movie will be showing in Salt Lake City on October 2nd, that's a Friday night at 7 p.m., and it will be at the Broadway Center Theater at 111 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City, and we urge all of our viewers to go see this film if you can. Our guest this week, in her own words, has walked through the bowels of hell, but it hasn't got her down. She has used her experiences not for pity parties, but to thank and praise God for his goodness, his faithfulness and truth, and to share the talents that God has given her. She's been on our show several times in the past, and she's here again because she has released the story of her life on an audiobook. I would like to introduce and welcome our special guest tonight, Keziah Hancock. Thank you, ma'am. Welcome again, lady. Hey. <laughs> It's good to have you back. It's good to back. be here. Good to have you back. And we're here to talk about that soon-to-be-released book. Yes. And it's entitled Born to Paint. Kaziah, Born to Paint. Born to Paint. Now, the book cover is on the screen. You painted it yourself. Yes. You painted the portrait of this, and mm -hmm. it's on the screen for our, our viewers to see it. So tell us when it's going to be released, how much is it going to cost, and how can they buy a book? Well, if they, if they send uh, $49.95... To uh, they can make the make the check to Project Compassion, and send it to P.O. Box one five three Manti Utah eight four six four two. That that'll do it, and and then I'll just uh, send. I'll I'll actually sign it for them. Okay, yeah. awesome. That's great. Send it to them. And this is over ten hours of listening time, right? It is, and it's one of a kind story. You've heard a lot of polygamy stories. You ain't never heard nothing like this one. I would agree. I, 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 I would agree with that. It's certainly unique. And I'd like to warn our viewers, too, that there is some colorful language in the book. 
because Keziah calls a spade a spade. I do. And other things, other and, things and too. That's that's true. <laughs> or or whatever it needs to be called. <laughs> and 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 your book covers your life from even before you were yes, born up yes. until almost today. Yes. In fact, be, you're at the beginning of your book. You're talking about your mother who's pregnant with you. Yes. And your father dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she makes a covenant to him to bring. Uh, their children up in his faith. In his faith. Their faith. And that's yeah. the covenant polygamy. of polygamy. Yeah. Right. Now, you're on the Kayabab Indian Reservation yes. when that happens. Mm-hmm. But when he dies, he tells your mother that sh- that he owns a home in Murray. Yes. Right? And he's kept that a secret from her. He did not tell her that until his dying day. See, because he did not... It's the late 1940s. Listen, people were... Men were still being rounded up for uh, having a second and third wife. Yeah, throwing in prison. So uh, to protect him, they they lived mm-hmm. out in that. Well, well, I won't say God forsaken because obviously God was there, but it was forsaken. It was <laughs> very horrifying. forsaken place yeah. uh, and, and in total poverty, absolute <coughs> abject yeah. poverty. Kids all running around and uh, barefoot and with old army clothes, and because Daddy'd served in World War One as post chaplain, and uh, he was released with a, a bullet at Grace's skull. And the army put a steel plate in his head, uh, gave him an honorable discharge. And then, see, that's how he would support mother. It was he would go walk 50 miles into town on this desolate road mm-hmm. to pick up that veteran's check, hire a truck to uh, bring supplies out to the Hancock homestead. It was a 150-acre mining claim where, where mm-hmm. he was a uh, squatter. So, so your father died. Your mother gave birth to you, and she mm-hmm. finally managed to get up to Murray, where the house was, and live yeah, there. Yeah, but see, the the, the horrible thing of it is, <clears throat> there was two weeks. See, I was born a week after he died, mm-hmm. and then there was two weeks after that before the family was discovered. If it would have been one more day before we was discovered, I would have been dead. Wow. So, you know, we see uh, God's hand. Yeah. In, in yeah. Oh, way absolutely. Back even then. So, you know, and I asked my, uh, you know, God, this, what the story is about is all the times when God intervenes to save me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the forces of evil that would have destroyed me. But like you said in, in your opening statement, I've never considered myself a victim. a victim. I never will. I refuse to. And so it's just like uh, this old lady that didn't want to feed a six-year-old girl. And I say, okay, because of that, I've never turned anyone away from my table. And another thing, the old uh, da-da-da-da, that uh, all of his, mm-hmm, yeah, S-H-I, well, uh, I, I, uh, I learned to account for my time. Yeah, you did. Very well. You, and, and the book goes through all that. Yes, now and that I became that a workaholic and all this stuff. You, but I've accomplished a lot because because of their uh, asinine, hideously ridiculous uh, treatment to me. And you were treated horribly through the through the years. Yeah, that's right. Now you made a mention in your book about your mother um, having four daughter, daughters, and she believed in polygamy. Yeah. So what kind of a? She's a widow. Mm-hmm. She's got four daughters. She yeah. believes in polygamy. Yeah. So what kind of a scenario is this oh, yeah, where polygamous yeah, yeah. men are on the prowl? Th- this is like the wolves in sheep's clothing come in to ravish. I don't even think some of them put on their sheep's clothing. I think they come in That's as wolves. That's true. 
That's true. They, they wouldn't even get very good actors. <laughs> and then you tell about two of your sisters that were molested when mm -hmm. they were very young, and yeah. then they married their molesters. Well, yeah, that's right. Is that right. the way they got plural wives? In, in well, yeah, well, that's the way that, that old bugger did. <clears throat> My sister Rester went to work for this son of a... <clears throat> and uh, he raped her. She didn't even get to come home and, and have the comfort of, of a mother and a family from having had that happen to her. No, sir, she has to stay in the home of the rapist and wait until the brethren can arrange for a marriage to make it all legal. You, you know what? This is the words that I've thought of to describe this whole wretched mess. This is the slaughter of the innocent. It is, isn't it? It is the slaughter of the innocent. And it continues today. It doesn't stop because it that continues is true. today in and polygamy groups. furthermore, the most wretched, wicked thing is they do this in the name of Jesus Christ. They do it in the name God, of God. God, I resent that. And just start, starting with Joseph Smith all That's, the way down until today. They it. still do it in Jesus' name. And, and so, you know, and, and then uh, the old bugger, he gets a, a wife through this. And, and that then, happened twice in your family. <coughs> yes. Not just once. And then Carol... He goes to babysit for Esther, a clean house, or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and then she comes up missing, and I don't. I'm like, where, where are they gone? And I'm told it's none of your damn business. It's like his big priesthood secret. So well, was... it, it 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 took me uh, a lifetime to figure out what the really went on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You became the plural wife of a man by the name of Reed. And yes. we don't have time. They've got to read the book in order to get mm -hmm. all of that in it. But yeah. he, you said something in the book that just blew my mind. You did a lot of hard work, and he stayed home and just rested his uh, He'd lay in bed and watch girly shows and fondle himself and, mm -hmm. uh, and let me support the family. Right. You said one time that he said the reason he did that was because he had 700 yeah. wives in heaven. Yeah, what a explain nutcase. That. Yeah, well, that, uh, I can't explain it. Well, I mean, explain what he said well, to you. Yeah, I can tell you what he said, but he was a nutcase, obviously. But he says, oh, you think I'm all uh, rested just because I've been laying here and you think I'm sleeping. But what I've done, I'm, I've been visiting my 700 wives and my first wife on the other side, I have to visit her, but she keeps my family and my kingdom in order. You see, the thing is with all this horseman they are when you read the Bible and you realize guess what there isn't no pre-existence and there isn't no life after uh, death except when we get resurrected so it's total fantasy but this in that case is trying to sell me that I don't know what the flip you know look if you're naive enough to buy into the Joseph Smith story guess what you're open for an illusion right there just That's like, for sure. Yeah, That's and, you know, for sure. Yeah, but, 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 now, now, let's not take away the brainwashing because that happens uh, that's so true. horribly in the But you better groups. just as well put your hope and your faith in Harry Potter novels. You'd have just as much hope of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> of a kingdom come, a celestial glory well, in that fantasy. Is you, it, it's nuts. There's it's one, what it there's is. There's one kingdom of God. And then there's the kingdom of the devil. That is and true. There's and not, not only that. any kingdom for polygamous men. Some people, they prefer lies over truth because they prefer darkness over light. Now, the Bible but says I, that. And I <clears throat> love my Mormon friends enough that I, I never in my heart and in my mind will ever want to put them in that category because of my love for them. I just think that they're just 
they they bought in. There's a, a lot of deception. That they bought in mm -hmm. to a strong delusion. Mm -hmm. It ain't no weak Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Oh, it's very strong. And a question I want to ask you, do women, in your experience, do women in polygamy have any value or do they receive respect? Oh, how about uh, women are a dime a dozen? How damn much respect is that? I don't think that's very much. And, uh, you know, if I punish somebody and they die, what the flip? It's, it's blood atonement. You're just uh, uh, being punished for your own sins. That's sickening. It is, isn't it? Playing God, God and all, you know, when I left that son of a, you can, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I yeah, got I got you. <laughs> yes, and, and uh, he says, she cannot do this to me. I am her God. Guess what, dumbass? You ain't nobody's God. You, you're a delusional freak. But that's, you know, but that's what he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then when the police come to try to arrest him, he says, Stop or, 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 or you'll freeze. Don't touch me or you'll freeze. That's what he said. Oh, so and, he was and, trying and, to play and God so the police, and didn't work. The <laughs> police uh, said, well, Mr. Stratton, it's plain to see you need help. And they come and uh, the, <laughs> oh, the, the two guys uh, carted them away to the mental uh, apartment in uh, Cottonwood Hospital at the time where he spent a couple of weeks there. You mentioned your sister, Sarah, she and her husband left Mormonism mm -hmm. and they came and talked to you I about the it. things I they had it. been learning, especially his, his polygamy, Joseph Smith's polygamy and that yeah. he'd already yeah, been yeah, married yeah. to married women. Yeah. How did you react to Sarah's information oh, at that time? Oh, like a horse's patoot. I says, I was born believing in Joseph Smith, not I believing in Joseph Smith. Oh, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me for having said. ever been that stupid. But, you know, that's, that's a, see, people have a mental block. They don't want to believe that they've uh, bought a, a, a phony bill of goods. Well, you and put it, a lot of your life into a that, lot of that's your effort. Exactly and, right. With you, blood, sweat, and tears. That's literally. right. It was. And so, you know, I, I couldn't just uh, say, oh, my goodness. Well, how wonderful. Maybe I can escape this damn wretched mess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. After several years, or too many years, actually, of being married and suffering the abuse that you suffered in your marriage, you finally got a priesthood release from Reed. And, but, and you thought at that time that you were free, but you were told that you were still under the, the covenant, covenant yeah. of polygamy, and you yeah. were obligated to marry uh, uh, another oh, polygamous man. Uh, in fact, oh, they gave you a list of men you could choose from. Yeah, 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 he did. And I said, what if I don't want any of them? He says, yeah, it's because you're so damn in love with that old tanner. Well, it's true. I was in love <laughs> with an old tanner. And they weren't his choice. Yeah. They weren't and, his but, choice. You know, and it, it says now, just because, just because you've been released from Reed, that doesn't mean you're released from the covenant. Yeah. And that's what you're so talking you, about. Right. So, you know, I, I have to just say it. God, I hate polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> well. But now, now, but see, that's me, 2015. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now I'm older, smarter, wiser, got my eyes open, and the blindfolders are taken off. But mm. It was right after that, though, that you went out and bought a $3 Bible. And you said that, that you you actually broke down and cried when you read about the harlot that Jesus uh, Yes, forgave. yes. And I just thought, uh, when I read how Jesus forgave the harlot, I wept. I just thought, that is me. This is Jesus talking to me. Because... 
see, look, here's, here's the thing. When I asked Guy Musser if I had grounds for a release, and he said yes. And I says, can I get a release today? And he said no. He says, we recommend you stay there for two more weeks. And I says, two more weeks? I can't even stand it another day. I says, I just feel like running away. And he says, well, there's nothing to stop you from doing that. I says, fine. I says, but what about all the cursings at Alaska? I mean, cursings, oh, they're like chickens. They, they only come home to roost. That won't have any effect. It won't? Hmm. What a shock. Hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, well, let me know where you run to. So... I should have left that very day, mm. but because he said two weeks and because I had respect for, for him, mm -hmm. I paid dearly for that two weeks, and I'll tell you why. Because with the thought that I could have run away because of the, the horrible humiliation that that bugger, that F and B put me through. In that two weeks, well, in that, it, well, for, all before for that, sixteen too, years, for, right, and for the and two and weeks. the two weeks, you know, what happened is even after I left two weeks later, which I did, but but I suffered through horrible nightmares, uh, two and three times a week, and furthermore, I'd kill this bugger in my dreams. Uh, grabbing a 55-gallon drum, bashing his head in, or running a sword through him. But the last dream that I had, I had a 38-caliber revolver, and I and he was chasing me through a plowed uh, field, and and and, uh, and I commanded him, "Stop or I'll shoot." He kept coming. I said, "Stop or I'll shoot," and he kept coming. I so, the Bible says, "Warn him three times, and you're in your hands." And I just unloaded and all that's, six. That, of course, that's in I, your dream. In my dreams, yeah. and I blew his head off. Then. I woke up in a cold sweat and I said, God, can't you take this away from me? Haven't I suffered enough? And this little whispering in my head says, you won't have any more. Guess what? It was in that three-day period of time, either before the dream or after the dream, the bastard died. Hmm. And you never had any more dreams. I never did. You never had any more big dreams. So that, that was the spirit of the angels, you know, telling me a fact. So um, you... You got uh, married to Doug, mm -hmm. and you and Doug were having a happy time with oh, each other. I loved it. It was the but best time in my life. then came Jim's harmless. Well, and, and, and see, this, this deep, dark doctrines of Joseph Smith, they ruin a perfectly good man. I mean, you know, you fantasy people out there that think you believe in Mormonism, you let your husband get a hold of this stuff. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> you know what I was going to say. And it'll ruin him. Mm -hmm. yeah. The thought of being a god ruling over ruling their harems. Uh, yeah. You know, many women, wives and concubines and having worlds without end. Dominion, and this is a big thing that Harmston. He, oh yeah, he did big on that. Now you asked a question a couple of times in your book, and I want you to answer it. And your question was: Is there a difference between a broken promise and a lie? 
No, there isn't. And and you had broken promises. I know. So I, it's it's like you say, okay, let's raise all these uh, cows, and then we'll use the money in the fall working our fannies off, and then we'll use that to improve the home. But then when I'd done all that work, then when the check comes in, then he decides he's gonna take these other wives. And now, how dang sick is this? We're sitting in a a meeting in the Harmson group and he says I want you to go and ask those women over there if any one of them wants to be my wife and I says well which one he said well any of them I said well you go ask him you're the one that wants to marry him he says no it's your place it's your you know that's your your position to go do that <laughs> you said you thought the gospel would make a person happy and be at peace, and yet you had not experienced any of that. You were still cling clinging to Joseph Smith's gospel. What? It, it, it's, it's so foreign to anything. That, God would not ask us to go through that. No. I, I, that's my absolute statement today. 2015. But at that time, at you didn't time, realize that. I didn't know it. You no, didn't realize I didn't. that. You would commit I, I, to I the I would covenant? always compare it with, you know, Christ didn't want to go on the cross, but when it come right down to it, he says, God, thy will be done, see? And so that's how I had to look at it. But but uh, you know what? And that that gave me the strength to endure. Mm -hmm. But in one of my last rounds, I say, well, I feel real proud of myself. I got through that wretched mess, and I mm -hmm. didn't kill nobody. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. And I can understand that after re after hearing your book. I can understand that, yeah. too. You suffered ab abuse. You saw other women in polygamy suffer abuse. Mm -hmm. Your mother suffered abuse. You said, and I quote, If a woman is willing to be abused and won't stand up for herself, there's always a man who is willing to abuse her. That's exactly right. Explain that in uh, that, the context that, of polygamy. That, that, that is it. Mm, that is Th it. That is it. You know, you're sucker enough to swallow that manure, they'll feed it to you. And they will? Be kept in the dark, treated like a mushroom, and fed BS. Yeah, they'll do it. What happens to the woman who does stand up for herself in that Well, uh, uh, what few times I ever did is got, get your head knocked off. But now Zella... The one that he married just for me. See, I was the third wife in that damn wretched mess. But Zella, bless her heart, she she's a little more brazen. And and she was she was uh, you know it's like he said, well everybody has to bow down and and honor Francis as she's my queen, and and then Francis would say something, and then uh, he'd say, well, uh, you know, Zella would say, well that's a lie. And he said, well, don't you ever call Francis a liar. Well, she said, well, she is lying. <laughs> She'd get her head knocked off. Oh. Poor Zella. I had to respect that woman. She, she, her face would be battered with little slits oh, for eyes. Goodness. She looked like she'd been in a boxing ring. Yeah. You know, but, uh, and they took her children away and, and put them under Francis. And it's just, uh, ah. Yeah, just another abusive. But, but, they, but all these guys do it. There, there are very different Proud. levels of abuse that yeah. they do to their women, of course, and they find their weak point. And male, then they white, will, chauvinist pigs. Your life is happy now. You, it you is. go, you go clear far, and you're. It's, it's after you say it's after nine eleven, and you started Project Compassion very uh -huh. quickly. Yeah. we're getting to the end of time, so yeah. very quickly tell yeah. us about that. Well, I, I. Uh, 
when I was free and, and after having uh, begged God to forgive me for having never been stupid enough to believe in Mormon and I gave my life to Christ and become a Christian and that's all I'd ever study. I took that damn Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price and Book of Mormon and SHIT and dumped that crap in the junk and just read that $3 Bible and uh, which had large print, I really enjoyed that. But <laughs> but it was amazing what I would learn, how damn stupid I'd been, how much crap I'd swallowed over all those years. Well, and so when nine one one happened, and here I am, I I owed God in my heart. You know what, Jesus, you have saved me so many times. Mm -hmm. I owe you. What what can I do to serve you, Lord? And so when it, when uh, uh, the the war started, uh, Bush says we're going to war and. Of course, I would imagine myself trucking a, a AK-47 across the desert to get that damn Ben Laden myself, and, and <laughs> of course that's a fantasy. But when I started hearing these guys were actually dying, I, I stepped forward to paint them, and I was the first one in the nation to ever start that. Now there's about five organizations now that do it, and and our viewers can can go to Project Compassion on the internet and find out the information that they need to mm -hmm. uh, about what you're doing. But it's an awesome thing. Mm -hmm. um, you can hear more about Koziah's colorful life, too, by buying the book. And, and if you don't and can't take colorful language, you save your money. Because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you, you won't endure it. You said, You'll send it back to Amazon. It, somebody else will get a discount on it. Do you, do you have, we have only about a minute left. Do you have some final words you'd like yes, to say to our viewers about your... My whole life, it, this story is about... My love for the God that is God and how many times he saved his kid. And, and I just want to lift up my Lord and that he can bring all people unto him from my wretched story. Why did he allow me to go through it for this very day that I stand up and I call a spade a spade mm -hmm. and I ain't taking nothing from nobody. And we tell the truth as it is. The, the God never commanded polygamy. God never treats women that way. That's he right. never commands men to treat women that way. Mm -hmm. uh, you did mention very quickly that these men who call themselves the elect of God and yet treat women so deplorable, mm -hmm. they're just kidding themselves. Because they're liars. They are not they're thieves. The uh, you know, hey, a pimp in Vegas would be more respectful to his ladies than that garbage because, geez, at least they get to keep their wage for having sexed all those guys. <laughs> Thank you, Keziah. Thanks for coming. We could talk all night, I'm sure, but uh, you need to buy her book and hear her story for herself. So thanks for, for coming Thank and sharing you. your life. Born to Paint's the name of the book. It's a life of, that's a trophy of God's love and grace as he sustained her during those years of torment. And he faithfully brought Keziah into the peace and rest of her only Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone deserves the praise, as she said. And a very quick reminder again that the film Prophets Pray will be showing in Salt Lake City um, on Friday uh, night, it will be October 2nd at 7 p.m. and it's at the Broadway Center Theater and it talks about the polygamy behind the scenes, the Warren yeah. Jeffs polygamy, uh, the terrors that it perpetrates on the defenseless. Mm -hmm. And um, talking about polygamy does nothing. We need to do something about it. And this movie, along with Kaziah's audio book, will further bring further knowledge to those who don't know that much about polygamy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Polygamy. What Love Is This? This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. 
You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. Mm -hmm.